0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, the 17th of November, Uh, wherever you are, I hope you uh, just are doing well and just experiencing God's goodness and and presence in your life. Uh, Today, we have a gospel reading that I actually uh, mentioned yesterday and uh, alluded to and had no idea that it was going to be. Uh, today's gospel. So it is Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10, the story of Zacchaeus. Luke 19, 1 to 10. So let's break open this wonderful story together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man there named Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, who was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, For today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He is gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That is a powerful and good gospel today, isn't it? And I don't know if you pronounce his name Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus. I've heard it both ways, so I'm going to go back and forth, whatever the Spirit uh, leads. But it is a powerful gospel, and it really does uh, follow well on our gospel yesterday. For those who weren't able to listen to us, remember—well, can't remember if you didn't listen— Yesterday was the story, Jesus was approaching Jericho, hadn't come in yet, and there was a blind man on the side of the road who heard the commotion, asked what was going on. They said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by, and he called out to him, and they rebuked him and said, stop calling out to him, but he called out all the more. He wouldn't be denied this access to Jesus. And Jesus, hearing him, over the din, calls for him and uh, and asks him that marvelous question, "What is it you want me to do for you? That whole idea remember that Jericho is that entry point that entry point into the promised land into salvation, and that idea of. Knowing ourselves and what we lack and where God needs to fill, what we need to ask God for, if you were to ask that question of us, that is our entry point. That honesty and knowing we must rely on God. Well, we see the same shades of that in the beginning here today. Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector and a wealthy man. We're going to get to that in a moment was seeking to see Jesus as well, but he couldn't because he's short in stature and the crowds kept him from doing so. So what did he do? He made sure that they would not, he he wouldn't be denied in the same way that the blind man wouldn't be denied. So he runs on ahead and he climbs a sycamore tree. Brothers and sisters, make no mistake about it. Zacchaeus Zacchaeus uh, was willing to be thought of a fool uh, on behalf of Jesus because he had to look foolish doing this. Here is a wealthy man in uh, the—I mean, hey, kids want to climb trees and see Jesus go right on ahead. But somebody of stature within the town to run ahead to climb a tree because we all know he's short and can't see him uh, in other ways— He's willing to be thought of and looked at as foolish. He wasn't going to let anything get in between him and Jesus. Now, he was a tax collector. We know that. Uh, and we know that tax collectors are, are thought of um, poorly. Well, and I've mentioned this before. The reason that is, is tax collectors cheated. Uh, they, they weren't loved by anyone, uh, first of all, they weren't loved by the Romans, of course, because they're they're infidels, they're Jews, uh, and everyone was below the Roman citizen. So they were treated poorly by the Romans, but they also worked with the Romans on behalf of the Jewish people. So they were this middle person, and the Romans would effectively tell the tax collectors, "You, we need to collect $100 from each person in, in this area. And the tax collectors were free to charge whatever they want. And anything over the $100 was theirs to keep. So Zacchaeus may have charged $200 to everybody. And uh, and here's $100 Rome for you, and here's $100 for me. Remember, it says he is wealthy. And that wealth was most likely, we don't know it, but was most likely um, brought about on the backs of all the people that are around him. So that's why Jesus looks up as he's passing and says, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And Zacchaeus does come down quickly and receives him with joy. Don't overlook that that part. Zacchaeus comes to meet Jesus. Remember, just as, as Jesus was passing by yesterday, and he... I mean, God comes near to us, but we have to, to, to be involved. We participate in that. God doesn't do all the work. We must come down from the tree and receive him with joy. We must be brought near to him as the blind man was yesterday. And so he does. Zacchaeus comes down the tree and receives him with joy and says, yes, please, Lord, enter in, enter in that idea, again, that I am lacking. There is something that I am missing. And you, Lord, carry it. Enter into this space. And uh, the people, of course, grumble uh, because they're like, he's gone to stay at the house of a sinner, which very likely Zacchaeus was. Um, But that wasn't the point. The point was Jesus has come for the lost, and uh, and Zacchaeus knew he was lost. He knew he needed Jesus within, and he received him with joy. Are we so honest? What is it that keeps us from Christ, brothers and sisters? For Zacchaeus, it was the crowd, but he didn't let that stop him. What is it that keeps us from Christ? Is it our need to be seen as independent and that I don't need somebody? That wouldn't have worked in this story. Wouldn't have worked yesterday either. Jesus looked and said, what is it I can do for you? What do you want? We all have need. What is it that keeps us from him? Is it our comfort our wealth our desire to be accepted is it our cynical heart is it our modernity our need to be seen as intelligent and not taking 2,000 year old parchment and and believing it, it what keeps us from saying, "I have need, is it our ego? Is it better to be seen of as naive and not knowing those things and pretending they don't exist, our illusion? Does that keep us? What keeps us from Christ? Because here's what I know, brothers and sisters. When we meet Christ, when we accept him with joy, our lives are different. Notice Zacchaeus's reaction. He comes down, and he receives Jesus with joy, but then the people grumble, and Zacchaeus says, listen, and he says this to Jesus, as much as the people, behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. Right off the top, boom, half of what I own, it's to the poor. And if I've extorted anything from anyone, which he most likely had, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus says, Uh, to him, today salvation has come to this house. Today salvation has come to this house. How? Because he knew who he was and he knew what he lacked. And when he found what he lacked, he sold everything to get it. It's that idea of the pearl of great price, right? I mean that again, Forgive. I, I don't mean to be so arrogant as to say I know what salvation is. I, 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 and 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 it's so much bigger than than me. But it is that idea of that pearl of great price, that treasure we find in the field for which we will sell everything else. Go buy that field and and that treasure is ours. That pearl of great price where I will sell everything else to buy that single pearl. That's what Zacchaeus is doing here. He has found that which fills up what he lacks. And he's willing to give away everything, half of his money to the poor and and anything that he extorted from anyone four times over. He's not going to be a wealthy man at the end of this, but it doesn't matter because he has found what he needs and he receives it with joy. His life is forever different. That's the story of today. Isn't that marvelous? That is so good. Um, So, yeah, what keeps us? And when we find it, what are we willing to set aside for it? Because that's what our friend Zacchaeus teaches us. You know, today is also a holy day. It is the feast of St. Elizabeth of Hungary. Let me say this only about St. Elizabeth, and she deserves more. Um, She was the daughter of a king the king of Hungary, so grew up in, or, or had the, the the ability for wealth, certainly grew up in wealth, but chose asceticism. She was a um, uh, living at the time of St. Francis of Assisi, and Francis of Assisi, uh, I, to my knowledge, they never met, but had a great impact on her life. And so she had a great love for the poor like he did and uh, spurned the wealth of her family, got married at the age of 14, uh, and uh, bore three children, but by the age of 20, her husband had gone off and, and was um, killed in the Crusades. And she would give um, uh, basically bread to, to hundreds and hundreds of people who showed up at her, her house every day. And her, the family of her husband thought she was squandering the wealth and kicked her out. But when the uh, people came back from the Crusades... Uh, her husband's uh, friends and allies, they realized what had happened and they put her back on the throne because she was the heir to the throne. So here's a queen who gave up all of her queenship and dressed as the poor and reached out to the poor, built hospitals in St. Francis's name, uh, gave them food, died before the age of 24. And here's what I know most that, that speaks most to me. Within four years, she was canonized. That doesn't happen, brothers and sisters. That fast track only happens with those people whom the world knows and sees that saintly sanctity within them. For us, think of Mother Teresa. We all saw what what holiness looked like, and we all knew she was a modern-day saint. That's what and who uh, St. Elizabeth of Hungary was. And so we honor her today and ask for her prayer as well. Let's bring our prayer before our blessed mother and uh, and uh, ask her to uh, bring our prayer to her son. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The a second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, be well. Uh, Blessings to you today. And St. Elizabeth of Hungary, pray for us.